Hey, fellow hoteliers, and welcome to episode 204 of the Hotel Marketing Podcast. Thanks for joining us today as we walk talk about the biggest single sale your property is going to have this year, or really any year for that matter. But before we wade into the crowds of Black Friday and Cyber Monday, allow me to introduce ourselves. I'm Pete DeMeo. I'm your host and loss prevention officer. And joining me as usual is our preeminent search marketing expert of the hotel world and one darn fantastic store associate and cashier. It's Phil Frisca, everybody. <laughs> wow, Pete. Went super basic on this one. I like it. Well, I had to because today we're going to be talking about Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and how hotels can take advantage of the fact that everybody has their wallet out right now. And if you're not doing Black Friday sales, you are failing yourself and your property, your family, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, together, along with our entire crew here in Myrtle Beach, we're Travel Boom. And this is the Hotel Marketing Podcast. If you want to follow along with the show notes and the other stuff that we have going on, check us out at TravelBoomMarketing.com slash podcast and click on episode 204. And we're going to go ahead and dive right in. We have a ton of stuff to go over today, uh, including some 60 seconds to success. Got some stats, all kinds of good stuff, Phil. We got some news, too. Oh, we do have some news news. That's right. So, all right. Well, without further ado, we're going to jump right in. And the first thing we have is the news news. With hotel marketing that cannot lose, now it's time for your news news. Beautiful. A uh, little bit different, but Nicolette's <laughs> not here, so I didn't have to time anything perfectly. So yeah, right. <laughs> so we'll just dump it. This is a this is a big one, Phil. Tell, so, tell us about this. This is it's big, kind of. I mean, this isn't necessarily hotel news; it's everyone news. So Facebook has rebranded, and they are now drumroll, please. Bum, 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 bum. Meta. By the time you've heard this podcast, you probably already heard this news, but. We felt we had to bring it to you listeners and, and let you know in case you haven't heard yet that Facebook will now be called Meta. They do not want to be seen as simply a social channel. They are everything. They are Meta. So is Facebook still Facebook, but it's kind of like how Google is owned by Alphabet. Is it Meta now owns Facebook? Is that how that works? I'm not sure. I I. I'm not entirely sure either. By the the post that I'm reading on on The Verge, it doesn't seem abundantly clear if it's going to be like an Alphabet and Google type scenario or like Alphabet YouTube type thing. And it's just like a piece of it. Um, you know, he's saying that they're, they're going to operate separately. So that may be the case. You know, they're going to be a family of apps. So... My assumption is that Facebook will become, will be called Meta, but I'm, I'm not 100% certain on that. Well, that's what I was wondering as well, because, man, they've had such a track record with Facebook. I think just changing it to Meta, that that's not going to fool anybody. But I could see it being with all of the issues they've had on Capitol Hill being you know, more and more scrutiny is being placed on them as a monopoly. You know, are they setting themselves up for a potential shakeup and breakup of the company to individual components? Actually here, um, very last sentence. I didn't make it to the bottom. I apologize. Uh, for Facebook, the original blue Facebook app will now join Instagram, WhatsApp, and Oculus under the parent company. 
which will be meta. Got it. Okay, so so very much an alphabet. Yep, that's thing. that's that's what they're speculating here. That makes sense. So that's the news. That's big Facebook news. Facebook is now meta. And I know one of the other reasons that they're looking at doing that is, you know, they're talking about their their demographic aging. You know, people are stopping the use of Facebook as much as they used to. So you know, it'll be interesting to see if this actually does change anything for them. I have very, very little faith in in Facebook just yep. because of all the shenanigans we've seen over the past and how they're sharing data, what data they're keeping. It, I think they have a lot of work to do to regain that trust. So we'll, we'll see if this is enough, but uh, I think they need a little bit, a little more help than just changing a name. They still have I, my data. I agree. Yeah, I agree. So, well, good deal. All so, right, let's all kick right. it over. You got you got a you got a good one here for sixty seconds of success. All right, so here we go. So we like usual, we're going to start the timer. Uh, I'm going to see how loud it is on here, and I have sixty seconds to give you a piece of information that's going to blow your mind. And here we go. Every day, or I see, I just messed up. This sounds scaring me. I, I got to go super fast now. Okay, here we go. Everyone's day is very busy, and spending 30 minutes or an hour listening to a sales pitch for a new product or service can just be a colossal waste of time. However, I would say keep an open mind and allocate an hour to a month to understand what new products and technologies are out there for hoteliers. So you may not, and you probably honestly won't purchase what you're going to be you know, taking a, a demo on. But what it does is when you sit down with a, a salesperson or a new product, service, whatever it might be, it breaks you up from your daily mindset and lets you really focus on what you can do to expand your reach. So what can you do from a, a new technology perspective, but what can you do with your existing technology to implement some of the things that you might be learning about? And the reason I say that is every new piece of technology started as a sales pitch somewhere. And you want to make sure that you, ah, I failed. Anyway, my you point is. You wasted your time at the beginning. I did. I, that, that, if I had that time back, I'd be in great shape. But the point being, take advantage of listening to what's out there. It might be something phenomenal. Even if it's not, it could still lead you to do a better job marketing with your existing technologies. Definitely. And, and it certainly can't hurt. Um, it'll at least spark some some thoughts in you right so what what does your what does your current technology or current services you know what that looks like but what else is out there what can you learn from these sales pitches and take to your you know, current services or technology providers and ask for features that you liked of these other products it, it certainly certainly can't hurt all right so that's going to bring us into the next segment which is the stat of the week we haven't had one of these in a while but it's a good one so and it leads right into what we're going to be talking about today Black Friday, or sorry, Black Friday online spending totals for this year, which is 2021, is expected to exceed $17 billion, which is a 20% increase over 2020. 2020, even with COVID and everything else, was a 17% increase over 2019. So Black Friday is literally the time of year where people have their wallets out and are going to be spending a ton of cash. And that's what we're all here to talk about today. Yeah, this is, uh, I mean, I, I think we're going to con continue to see this this rise. I mean, realistically, I know some people do it for fun and they enjoy the, 
you know, let's run out there at four in the morning and wait in line. But that's that's dying off. I think that's you know, novelty for some people and they'll still do it. But you're still going to get the good deals by purchasing online. So people want to purchase online. Online spending totals during Black Friday, Cyber Monday will continue to increase. And as a hotelier, this I mean, you got to take advantage of it. This is not simply for retail uh, anymore. This is for you know, hotels as well. Yeah. And I know this kind of brings us into the, the meat of the topic for today. And that's to help hotels understand just how important it is to, to have a presence on Black Friday and to take the time and plan ahead. So kind of just kind of really to dive in, I kind of want to take a step back and kind of explain where we're coming from. So Phil, we've been doing Black Friday sales for probably 10 years now. It feels like it. Yeah. I feel like we were some of the first on that on that uh, train to to start doing it for hotels, but yeah, you know, it, I think we helped condition uh, a lot of people to expect Black Friday, Cyber Monday deals from hotels. Well, I think that's the point, right? Is the first year we did Black Friday sales, we saw a bump, but you get you see this anytime you do any kind of sale whatsoever. But what was really exciting was after that first year customers, past guests were all ready for your next Black Friday sale, Cyber Monday sale, whatever you want to do. And we started finding out that over time, that became, bar none, the highest revenue generating day or week or however long of the year in both revenue and conversion rate. So you're starting to see where you know people are expecting these sales and they're ready to take advantage of them. And the best part is, is they're not booking stays for November and December. They're booking stays for, in this case, 2022. And they're really diving in. And one, they're getting a great deal. But they're also allowing properties to set that baseline that you can start yielding your rates from. Yeah, totally. I think this was... I don't think anybody expected, especially with at least how we position these sales for at travel boom, we position it as, you know, the best deal you're going to get all year. And we really prime it. We'll get into some of these tactics, but um, you, you push people, you make them anticipate that this deal is coming. Then when the deal comes, they're ready to purchase. They're excited to purchase. They do purchase. And, and like Pete mentioned, I mean, revenue and conversion rate on the day the sale starts. Um, it's, it's phenomenal. And and I wrote a full article on this. It's called The Definitive Guide to Black Friday for Hoteliers. If you go to travelboommarketing.com slash blog, you can check out the full article there and we'll have uh, a link in the show notes as well. But the initial objection we would get is all of Black Friday sale does is cannibalize my existing bookings. And we found that that is in fact not the case, that you do have obviously past guest book. But what you're able to do is pull in new people, get the people who were going to be booking to actually book a little bit earlier. And like we talked about before, being able to set your your baseline to start yielding up from there. So when we've seen this, we haven't seen it be a flat year overall, with just a peak and then lower periods on each side of the sale. We actually saw that each side of the sale had the same amount of revenue conversion rate you got a massive spike, and then you could actually just take that and ride that throughout the, the rest of the year. So so don't be worried about that, I would say. It's, it's one of those things where running a Black Friday sale should be 
standard operating procedure. You need to have it if you're a hotelier. And we've got the data in here as well. So if you go look at the article, I have several properties highlighted and looking at their data, specifically how you know revenue generated conversion rate over certain periods of time. It really does highlight that this is a gold mine. And if you're not doing it, you're you're dropping the ball. But if you're gonna do it, you gotta do it right. And we got we got a pretty awesome little cheat sheet here for you on on what you need to consider for your Black Friday sale. Um, if you are doing it, we probably have some few t- a few tips in here to improve what you're already doing. And if you're not doing it, this is a this is a darn good guide to get you started on. Yep, yep. And in the article, we have a cheat sheet, but that is just the tip of the iceberg. We actually break out this cheat sheet that we're going to be talking about today. And we go very deep into the specific planning and everything that you need to launch a good Black Friday sale. But kind of to really just dive into the cheat sheet, the very first thing that you're going to want to do when you're setting up your Black Friday sale is make sure you plan ahead. You don't want to start planning your Black Friday sale. Honestly, when you're listening to this recording, you're actually behind the power curve now. The time to start planning your Black Friday sale was literally the day after Black Friday ended last year, because that's where you're going to be setting a lot of the the benchmarks that you want to compete against yourself this year. But it's never too late to start, but ideally you would have started at the beginning of last year and really started kicking your plans off about a month or so ago. Yeah, this is, this is, this is good for any marketing objective, right? But uh, particularly with Black Friday sales, we need to know what platforms we're going to be using to promote it. Hint, it's all of them. Two, we need creative and we need to know the deal that we're going to be running. All of that stuff takes planning. And when you're doing it last minute, uh, things are going to slip through the cracks and, and you're going to, you're going to really miss the mark in, in some points if you, if you're rushing to get this done. So planning, um, as with anything is essential. Exactly. And, and part of that plan kind of takes us to the next check mark item on the cheat sheet is include revenue management as early in that process as you possibly can. You're going to need them to figure out really what your deals are going to be. And you're going to have to understand what the price point is, what percentage discount you want to lead with, and everything related to the the mechanics of the deal itself. You don't want to leave that and have you know marketing catch revenue management blindsided or or vice versa. And, and once you realize what that deal is going to be, um, looking at you know what the competition has done over previous years kind of gives you an idea of what others, other competitors in your market are going to offer. And if you're if you can't offer, um, you know, based on what revenue management tells you, you can't offer a, you know a super steep discount. Then you need to be working on what else can you do to sweeten the pot and make this you know the most attractive special sale that you're going to run all year. And I think that's the point. And that's honestly the the third thing on this checklist here is you want to create the best deal. And this is where I think we see people make the biggest mistakes is they treat the Black Friday deal like any other deal that's out there. And what ends up happening is, you know, it's saved 20%, blah, 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 blah. And then Black Friday comes, save 20%, blah, blah, blah. But you telling people that this is the best offer. You get farther down into 2022 in this case, and you're a little bit concerned about pace. So now it's saved 25%. You just murdered Black Friday 
for that year, for that next year, because no one's going to believe and they're not going to have that sense of, you know, fear of missing out. They're not going to have that urgency to, they have to book the best deal. Now you got to stick to your guns on this one. And, and if you, if you have, if you go and you offer a better deal later on, well, guess what? Your people who book the black Friday deal are going to cancel and then they're going to rebook with your, with your better deal. So don't, don't do that to yourself. Make this the best deal and, and stick to it. Yeah. And, and let's say now more than ever, one of the things that happened with COVID that we've talked about is, you know, free cancellations and modifications. So anybody who's booked a Black Friday deal, you have their money, you have them on the books, but they can bail out at any minute. So you have to be earning that stay right up to the point where they check in. And honestly, beyond that point too, right? Yeah. And and like, like you just said, you're getting that booking early. Um, likely someone booking during Black Friday, Cyber Monday is planning to stay some point next year. So your potential to hit that second wallet is is huge because they already think they got a, be- a, a great deal. Um, they think there's maybe a little bit more room to spend. And you being able to get those add-ons, is it's very attainable for these Black Friday bookers. Oh, it's, it's crazy. And it, it gives you, they like said, so much opportunity and it also gives you the opportunity to where hopefully you're pacing ahead, you're able to yield up, and you don't have to give those big fire sale type offers as you head into your seasons. Kind of going from there, you know, once you've planned, you've got revenue management involved, you create the best deal. I like to think that you need to give your guest history the best of the best deal. And what I mean by that is, you know, yes, everyone's going to get an offer for for Black Friday, Cyber Monday, but what can you do to kind of create a drip campaign to your guest history in advance to reward them a little bit? And that doesn't necessarily have to be in terms of a bigger offer, but you know, if you have a guest history uh, person book as part of the Black Friday, and they also get a free upgrade, they get a t-shirt, they get a welcome gift, whatever it might be. Give them a little something extra because those are the people you want to make sure that you keep really happy. Yeah. Ex- exclusive early access for for your guest history is huge too. Um, opening this sale up to them first, hitting that list with, a, with an email, telling them that they're getting exclusive early access to your deal and that there's only a limited amount, that that can drive that urgency, that, that almost fear of missing out for them as well. Um, and the exclusivity of being allowed to participate in this early. Um, it's, it's the right thing to do by your guest history because that, you know, that repeat guest, once you get them once, twice, you're more likely to get them three, four, and five times. Exactly. And I'll also say this too, that one of the reasons it's so important to really focus on your guest history is your competitors know about Black Friday as well. And everybody is going out there. They're going to be using, we'll talk about all the, you know, the paid opportunities out there, but everyone's going to be out there from a paid perspective. They're going to be out there on the social perspective, print, you name it. It's going to be a full court press from everybody. So you want to be able to lock in your guest history as early as possible to hopefully take them off that playing field and have them worrying about the latest deal that's on you know, Amazon or at the mall and not thinking about you know, booking a better deal and canceling yours. All right. Well, so after we've done that, what is the next item on the checklist here, Phil? Invest in creative. This one, I, I brought this up earlier, but this is so important because 
you were dealing, Pete just mentioned it, you're dealing with a lot of competition for this. So you have to be eye-catching uh, with with your offers here. You have to stand out uh, amongst all of all of these other sales that are going on. And again, you're not competing against just other hotels, but you're competing against other sales, um, people purchasing their, you know, Christmas presents too. I mean, this is, this is something that needs to stand out. It needs to stand out as like the best deal they could possibly spend their money on at this time. So, you know, compelling, creative, um, really eye-catching stuff that, that gets the point across that this is the best deal of the year. Um, and, and your creative is, is it has to be, uh, how do I want to say this? It's, it should be cohesive amongst all platforms that you're going to be running it on. So you were thinking about saying omni-channel, weren't you? (laughs) I didn't want to say omni-channel, but realistically, this is a, as much as we hate saying it, this is an omni-channel approach and your creative must match. It's gotta, it's gotta look the same to create that old school marketing tactic of repetition, um, to, to, to have the, the imagery that's in your email, on your social platforms, in your display ads, um, you know, and if you would do print, you know, there as well, um, just keep it the same, keep it, keep that repetition, stay top of mind with, with, uh, with your, um, target audience there and, and you're going to benefit from that. Yep. And, and I'll build on that a little bit more with a specific tactic that I broke out as its own checklist item on our little cheat sheet here. And that's just that countdown timers, they work. They straight up, they work every single time you do them. And, you know, like we talked about with, you know, clickbait headlines, we all hate them, but we all use them because they work better. Same thing for countdown timers. And we've done extensive testing on, you know, on page countdown timers on on our sites, but then also countdown timers within emails. And it is incredible how it creates that sense of urgency, that fear of missing out, and really puts the customer on the clock. You know, I know because we did the 60 seconds to success and I started getting clammy and screwing that up. (laughs) You know, you can create that same type of urgency in a customer by just letting them know that the sale ends in two days, three hours and 44 minutes. We doubled down on the countdowns and it worked so well. And by that, I mean, we did a countdown till the sale starts. And then as soon as the sale started, it's, it ticked off a countdown till the sale ends. And <laughs> yep. I'll tell you what, when, when we started doing that, it increased the conversion rate of both. People were purchasing early before the sale even started. Yeah. It was nuts. I, I don't know if they misread. What the what the countdown is for, but honestly, like it, it really drove a ton of demand for the sale itself. Um, that you know, knowing that that sale starts, they you know they get ready, they sit down at their keyboard and their you know wallet out ready to purchase, and the sale kicks off, and and we see we see a massive spike right then as soon as you know sale starts, boom, all these bookings pour in. Yeah, and that can cause problems of its own, but we'll get to that in a minute. But you know, I, I think the. Keep in mind that Black Friday and Cyber Monday is basically a national holiday at this point for here in the U.S. And it's called Thanksgiving, Pete. <clears throat> yeah, pretty much. Is, oh, Black Friday, Black Friday, <laughs> Thanksgiving, whatever. Uh, but no, there's a really cool Stanford study that looked into something called the shopping momentum effect. Basically, once you have your wallet out and you're buying one thing, you're much, much more likely 
to buy a another thing. Even if it's completely unrelated, it's just you get that little endorphin high of, of making a purchase that you feel is a good deal. It creates that positive energy, and then you want to keep recreating that over and over again. I actually have a link to that study in the article, something worth checking out. But because of that, when you start doing countdown timers and you start having great creative, Amazon's already doing a lot of the heavy lifting for you to get these people primed. Just being there is enough to really help push customers over the edge. Definitely, definitely. I think I'm just hopping on to the next one, Pete, aligning paid tactics. We kind of talked about this a little bit in, in terms of creative, um, making sure you're promoting the same deal across all channels, making sure that you know imagery creative looks the same across all channels, um, making sure that your timers match. We, we just talked about yeah. countdown timers. Make sure that they are actually you know, have the same time on them and they're counting down to the same exact date. Um, that's important as well. Um, but across all channels that you are using to promote this deal and by all channels, I mean, use every channel at your disposal to do it, but also make sure that everything, all of your creative, all of all of the messaging and the deals themselves align across all mm-hmm. of these. Yeah. And, and this is why the planning part is so very important because we talked about omni-channel and we're saying it again. So there's a lot of, a lot of drink, drinking having to take place here every time we say omni-channel or you know, now more than ever. But it, it's a reality. Think about places that you haven't marketed in the past. You know, are you doing everything you can from you know, a YouTube marketing perspective, an OTT perspective? Literally, old-fashioned print postcards can still work very, very well. Make sure you have everything planned out. And align those tactics together so that you're making the best possible push you can for for the customer. And this can this can be for you know direct mail pieces as well. You're getting telling your guest history who you're you you can send direct mail to. You have all their information to prime them to let them know that this deal is happening. Um, telling them that they're getting exclusive access, like we mentioned earlier. You know, th- those are the type of things that maybe you don't use those tactics all year round. I doubt you're sending direct mail all year round. Or if you're a property that doesn't feel like you need to send direct mail or you never do, maybe this is the time uh, to prime them for this this deal you worked so hard to put together. It, and that's why it works so well is because you're not abusing that platform. I mean, think about the first time you do an email and you haven't done one. The performance is through the roof, right up to the point where you start beating them over the head constantly with the emails and that program starts being less and less effective. So, so that's kind of something to keep in mind as well. Plan, plan early and literally use everything that you have to push those offers out there. And you can start, you can start these deals early. We have clients that, you know, have already sent out their, you know, our cyber Monday deal is coming soon. You know, they're, they're priming, they're priming it right now. And the deal hasn't even started, but they're also starting the deals super early they're starting them november 1st you know it's oh, not yeah, it doesn't more have more to be that. doesn't have to be just the cyber monday black friday weekend the whole month of november can be your big sale yeah. it can be whatever you want it to be but the whole purpose is just you know make sure you're alerting people to that the fact that that's happening and you know i said while you're in the process of alerting your customers that the sales coming that brings me to the next item on the the cheat sheet alert your technology providers this is one thing we have seen actually happen during Black Friday sales, and it's the worst thing that possibly can, is having your site go down 
having your booking engine not be able to keep up, whatever technology providers you're using. Your call sure. center is not staffed up. Yes. Yeah. And honestly, that, that kind of, I broke this out into two things. We'll talk about both of them. First one is alert your technology providers. But the second item on this punch checklist is alert your staff. Make sure everybody's on the same page because I'm telling you when, when if the phone's ringing and someone's trying to book an offer, call center doesn't know about it or they're trying to book online and your email platform can't handle the volume, whatever it might be for, for confirmations, it's going to be a black eye on you and you need to address that. And the only way to do that is planning early and making sure everybody's on that same page. Yeah. Having, having your, you know, someone at your booking engine provider, knowing that your sale is going to launch at a, at a certain point, and especially if it's a limited time frame, just having, making sure they have somebody on call for you should anything happen is, is so important. Yeah. And we're not talking about this as an everyday thing. Your providers need to be committed, as committed to you as you are to, to the offer. And your staff does as well. You know, understand that you know, this is an all-hands-on-deck situation. So you know, expect to have to pay more for your, your call center to be overly staffed. And, and make sure that, every, like, feel like you said, that you have a contact at your hosting company. So something goes down you're not just going through some phone tree. You actually say, okay, I need to call Phil and get my website back up ASAP. Definitely. So, yeah, I think if you do those things, you set yourself up for, for a lot of success. Most important being that you have the best deal that you can possibly offer. Uh, but as you've kind of wrapped up the sale, so you, you've gone through the day or the, the week, Cyber Monday's over. Sales done. You saw a massive spike in in bookings, conversion rate, and you set yourself up for a great 2022. We talked about at the very beginning. Now is the time to create that after action report and start planning for next year's Black Friday. So this is a big cycle coming right back to you. Yeah. You know, so I, this is the, the, the. I think this is probably one of the most important pieces, Pete. Um, knowing what happened and knowing what to plan for next year. Also, you know, comparing how did, how did this year's sale perform compared to last year's sale? Um, did you change your offer year to year? You know, what did you see better performance, worse performance? How did it compare to the industry as a whole during the same time frame? I think that's another thing to, to, to look at as well, but under understanding whether this was successful for you or not, which it almost certainly will be if you follow these steps, but how successful was it? What can you change? What can you do differently next year to make it more successful? Yeah. And I would add to that. Now is the time to be looking at what your competition is doing. You know, go ahead and, you know, sc screenshot, you know, create a folder and say, okay, this is what my core competitor set did this year for black Friday and understand that they're doing the same thing to you. So you want to make sure that when you come to next year's Black Friday sales, you're beating them from a creative perspective. You are creating an offer that is as good or better than they are offering. And you're promoting it and marketing it better than they are as well. It's that This is going to be so important because now that Black Friday, Cyber Monday is all completely mainstream from a hotel perspective that early adopter advantage is gone and I don't think you can be lazy about it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Great point. Sign up, sign up for, sign up for their newsletters, you know, book a stay at your competitor's hotel so you can get on their guest history list. Yeah, exactly. 
So, and you know, I'll kind of expand beyond that is as you're going through doing these reportings, we've been moving more and more into creating real-time reports just with Google's data studio. And it's one of those great things is during the sale and right afterward to just create those reports that you can look at real time and see how everything is working so that you can make adjustments because you know, after the sale, you want to record what happened. But during the sale, if you can also identify issues while they're happening, it gives you a great opportunity to make the most of, of the, the sale that's going on. And we only have one other thing on here, and that is to schedule next year's Black Friday planning session. So this one is, is way out in advance, but and I've, I haven't done this in the past, but I'm going to start doing it this year, is after Black Friday, I'm going to go ahead and create a meeting invite for the entire team at the property. And I'm going to send that out. And it's going to be you know, June, July, whenever we need to get together to start planning it. Because I'm telling you what, it's amazing how fast the end of this year came up on us. And it'll sneak by you if you're not paying attention. It will sneak by you so fast. Yep. Yep. I think this is this is super important. We kind of talked about it at the, at the get-go, plan ahead. Um, but as far ahead in advance as you possibly can make this happen, do it. You know what I think? I think alerting customers to this, to to the fact that you're going to do this, is is important as well. So if we're going to start planning early, well, you know maybe maybe you start telling guests or something. Hey, did you know we we do Black Friday sales? Um, for you know if you want to book book your stay for this time next year, we recommend you come back and do it do it around Black Friday. Yeah. It's going to be the you know the exclusive deal for for you as a previous guest. You know you can have you can get front desk in on this as well if you want to. Yeah. And I would say after you listen to this podcast, go check out the article and look at the performance that we have. Obviously it's anonymized, but I mean, you're seeing, you know, properties who have 10 plus fold increase in revenue, you know, larger properties that would typically book, you know, say $10,000 a day online, you know, booking well over a hundred thousand dollars you know, in a single day, in this case, for their sale. As those sales are getting spread out, you know, so I looked at it over 2017, 2018, and 2019. In 2018 and 19, you started to see more and more of a a longer booking period because people are coming out, you know, mid-November for their Black Friday sales versus just a one-day event. So kind of keep that in mind and understand that, that your strategies are going to change a little bit. But by monitoring your competition, including the competition for the wallet. So, you know, what is Amazon doing? What's Walmart doing? What are the, what are the big, big box retailers doing to drive their Black Friday offers and try to join in on some of the, the technology and the, the research that they've done to make your sale as effective as possible? So what do you think, Phil? Do you think they will uh, make a whole? Everyone will make a whole bunch of money if they do Black Friday sales. <laughs> I know it. We've seen it. We've seen it play out too many times. Yeah. Um, it, it it shocked me when we started doing this years ago. I was like, no one's looking for hotels during Black Friday. They're looking for Christmas presents. Mm-hmm. And boy, was I wrong. That was it. Was such a bad take on my part to to think that nobody would do this. And and realistically, you know it. it it worked because we made it work. It worked because we we primed our 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 followers on social. We you know told our 
uh, newsletter subscribers and guest history that the sales were coming. We did our we did our due diligence to let people know that the sale was coming, and they ate it up, and it produced successful years every you know every year we've done it. It has been it has been so successful, and and I think in no way has cannibalized anything or sold us out at too low of a rate you know really what it does is allows us to to you know yield up later in the year when we because because we filled up so early and and the increases we've seen from from doing this are just they're phenomenal yep so and this podcast is coming out on it'll be november 2nd when you're probably first listening to this the article is out about a week ago if this is your first sale i know we were saying you got to start early start early start early it's okay now as your first year to start priming that pump, but create the offer that is you're dead sure is going to be the best offer for the entire year. That's the only golden rule with Black Friday is, you know, don't beat your Black Friday deal later on in the year. And that's what Especially we got. when you're claiming it's the, the best deal of the year. If right. you're going to put that out there that it's the best deal of the year, it better be. Right. It, it, when it's your first year, particularly, right? Yeah. Otherwise, it's just, eh, it's, it's another sale. So, yeah. But yeah, so that's kind of what we got for you today is if you haven't done a Black Friday sale, roll up your sleeves and, and start making it happen because there's very few things we can say in this business that are surefire ways to to drive revenue and set yourself up for a good next year than, than these sales that we have right here. So. Oh, uh, one more quick bonus, Pete. What's that? Uh, if you're if you're starting your sale and, and you're gonna put say let's say a you know a first visit pop up or something to promote the sale and say alert me when the sale starts. People want to get an email or text or something. That's a great way to build up a database as well. So you can take advantage of that. I don't think we mentioned that. That's a really good point too. Actually, I actually need to add that to my article. All right, so there you go. If you do all that stuff, you'll be a happy hotelier. And if you are a happy hotelier, I would like to ask you to please leave us a review on iTunes or Google or wherever you're listening to the podcast. We will be happy to read out reviews in any accent that you like. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll have fun with it, but we definitely need you to, to share those reviews or just share any questions that you have. So you know what I want. You know what I wanted to ask him with Pete. What's that? I want to hear how successful Black Friday deals were for you. Um, yeah, I don't care. Tell me, tell me how, how it went in years past and, or tell me how it went this year. If you, if, if you took what we said today and used it, let us know about it. I want to, I want to hear how, how it worked for you. Definitely. Yeah. So, so if you have, you know, some, some stats you can share with us, hit us up at podcast at travelboommarketing.com or on Facebook, LinkedIn, wherever that might be. Typically you can find us at Facebook.com slash travel boom marketing, LinkedIn.com slash company slash travel boom marketing, and so on. But uh, we would definitely love to hear from you. Phil, if they want to connect with you a little bit, where should they go? Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn uh, at Phil Fariska, F O R I S K A. Perfect. And then you can find me at Pete DeMeo, P E T E D I M A I O. And that is a travel boom marketing podcast for the week, but we'll be back next week. And, uh, don't worry, we'll have uh, plenty more hotel news, information, and tips. And that is all we got. Travel Boom is out.
hey, Phil, you yeah. need to explain to our listeners why you took away their opportunity to hear us last week. I have uh, daycare crud. That's the worst. It's, it's, it's the time of year for it too, man. It's inevitable. Uh, we, we, we got one and I feel like my infant is beating this better than I am and it's terrible. 